0: Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of
1: God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: We hope that you've been with us earlier this week, but if you haven't, I just want you to know that we've been talking about the birth of Jesus as well as his eternal nature. And the key scripture that we've been looking at is in Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, which says the following. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. So in that one verse, we see the dual nature of Jesus. He was born in Bethlehem to Mary. But yet, his his goings forth are from everlasting. And as we concluded the program yesterday, not only has his goings been from everlasting, his goings will be from everlasting. And, Junie, I think it's true that for the most part, when we focus in on Jesus, we just see him as he walked the earth for 33 or odd years. But we need to see the eternal nature and we spoke yesterday about many, many New Testament scriptures, in fact, that speak about his eternal nature. Uh, for example, I think most people who know the Lord, and know John, know that in John, it says in the gospel, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So we see that's an eternal situation. The word of God is Jesus. We have the written word to verify that. And Jesus was the Word of God. We saw in John fourteen nine, he made um this statement. He has seen he who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus is the physical representation of God to men. And John one fourteen, and the word became flesh. In the New English Bible, which I really love this verse, John one one, when all things began, the Word already was. The Word dwelt with God. And what God was, the word was. It's not a verse that we hear from the New English Bible, but it really is very clear. We also saw that um, a very similar verse appears in Isaiah chapter 11, and this is where we want to focus today. 11 in Isaiah verse 1. Then a shoot will spring forth from the stem of Jesse, and the branch from his roots will bear fruit. So we see that that verse, along with Micah 5.2 is speaking of the dual nature of Jesus. He came in the flesh, but he was also eternal. And this is powerful. And yesterday we looked at, at verse 2 very carefully, which says, And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. This is the characteristic of the nature of Jesus. And it's interesting, we made this observation yesterday, Junie, that wherever the birth of Jesus is spoken of in the in the Hebrew scriptures, specifically in Isaiah 11 and in Micah 2, the context of the scriptures around those verses always speak of his eternal nature. So let's go on in Isaiah, Junie. Let's look at verses 3 to 9. All right, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 3 to 9. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord, and he will not judge by what his eyes see, nor make a decision by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he will judge the poor and decide with fairness for the afflicted of the earth. And he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Also righteousness will be the belt around his loins, and faithfulness the belt about his waist. And the wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and the little boy will lead them, and the cow and the bear will graze, the young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and the nursing child will play by the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child will put his hand on the viper's den. Then they will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Junie, I find it amazing that here a chapter starts with talking about a rod out of Jesse, speaking about the, the natural, If I actually it's a supernatural birth of Jesus, uh, coming out of the womb of Mary and becoming God incarnate as a baby. And then... In the context of what we just read, it goes on and talks about the eternal glory of God, because so much of the verses from 3 to 9 have to deal with the millennial reign, again, which is yet to come. So we just see in this the glory of God, how he had to bring man into the understanding of who God is by sending his son, sending him, sending, I can say it this way, his very self in the form of a baby in a very humble way, to bring forth a relationship back to the Father, not just for Israel, but for the whole world. And we know that on the cross that Jesus died on, right over his head was said, Jesus, King of the Jews. So he has always been, always will be the King of the Jews, but God saw the eternal nature for all humanity, because he's coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords as well.
2: And to really understand the heart of God in this, Shelley, is he gave um, to Israel the law on Mount Sinai. And in in the Torah, it tells us of blessings and curses. If you do certain things and if you don't do certain things, And the curses are enormous, and in some of the curses, there's even testimonies of people who came out of the Holocaust who actually said those words during the years they were in concentration camps that were in, um, uh, that, um, They didn't know if morning would even come. Uh, They were actual thoughts and words that people had. So why am I saying this? Because God knew before he created the heavens and the earth, and before he even created Adam and Eve, he knew that even before he created the angels, he knew that Lucifer would turn a third of the angels against him and there would be a battle. And he knew that the only way he could bring man back from what happened when Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was for himself to come And take the curse of the law that he gave to Israel on Mount Sinai on himself. And that's why it tells us in the New Testament, Shelley, that he became a curse for us that we might become the righteousness of God. And as I talked about yesterday, and you spoke about yesterday, we can become the righteousness of God by asking the righteous one, Jesus, into our heart and giving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob our life because Jesus said, I and the Father are one. So it's amazing, Shelley, of the nature of God and his love. For um, the world and his love for the lost and his love for Israel and his love for you and me who are part of the church, we as Jews know and believe that Jesus is the Messiah and the Son of God, but our people don't. And for every listener, I just hope you get a burden to begin to pray that the Lord would open up the eyes of the Jew, that they might see their Messiah and their King. Amen. And a day is coming, Shelley, that is written in Zechariah, that they will look upon him whom they have pierced and mourn for him as one mourns for an only son. And it talks about... In Romans 11, that when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, all Israel shall be saved. And the church has been practically blind to this and turned their back many times on Israel. And our hope and our prayer as a voice in the wilderness is that many will hear and pray for Israel, and many Jews will hear and ask the father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, was Jesus the son of God? Was he your son? And I know that the Lord will answer you because he answered me.
1: Bless the Lord. Back to Isaiah 11. Let's look at the verse 10 very interestingly. We saw that verse 1 was about the birth of Jesus and his character and what's going to happen in the end days. And then in verse 10, we read, then it will come about in that day. And whenever we see that in the Old Testament, in that day, it means the last day, that the nations will resort to the root of Jesse. You see, it's connected to what verse one says, who will stand as a signal or an ensign for the peoples and his resting place will be glorious. Again, the tie-in of Jesus walking as man, the Son of God, God incarnated man, and his goings forth have been from everlasting, and his goings forth will be to everlasting. And then we'll even see in verse 11 and 12, Then it will happen on that day that the Lord will again recover the second time with his hand the remnant of his people who will remain from Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shinar, Hamat, Basically, Arab nations today, and from the islands of the sea, and he will lift up a standard for the nations, and will assemble the banished ones of Israel, will gather the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. It's really incredible, Junie, that God has woven into His Word the the, the natural, the supernatural, natural birth of Jesus, if I could say it that way and the eternal purposes of God through his son. It's really remarkable. And verse 12, uh, rather chapter 12, I just encourage you to read it because it's all about Jesus again. Then you will say on that day, I give thanks to thee, O Lord, for although thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou dost comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be
2: afraid. And the connection of the verses you read of the nation of Israel that doesn't know Jesus and the church, that we are the people of uh, God and the church can pray for Israel and the church can um, reach out to our Jewish kinsmen and believe.
1: Yes. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your wisdom, knowledge, and grace upon us all. We love you. In the name of Yeshua,